Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Fishon Nahida. And I'm DeFi 250 And this is PvP Corner, the PvP podcast that did not complete the hatch challenge for Dazzling Dreams. DeFi, how are you? I did not finish <laughs> the hatch challenge for Dazzling Dreams. And I didn't like it. So it was, for those of you who maybe don't pay attention, like I asked Fish at the beginning, like, did you finish it? And he was like, what hatch challenge? <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, I'm sure they talked about it on the main pod. But for this collection challenge for the Dazzling Dream event that just ended for me, you had to hatch Pokemon. It didn't matter that I caught Cutifly and Swirlix and Spritzy in the wild. I had to hatch them for it to count. And for those of you who don't know, I live in Wisconsin. And Wisconsin, like the rest of the Midwest right now, is experiencing a bit of a cold spell, Mm. you could say. I tagged fish already today, uh, but this morning it was negative nine degrees Fahrenheit, which is negative 23 degrees Celsius. But with the wind chill, it felt like negative 25 Fahrenheit or negative 32 Celsius. I'm yeah. not walking. <laughs> I'm convinced you live in a real life version of the day after tomorrow. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> is sometimes, but all over it is like yeah. this uh, in Canada, especially on the East Coast. We're all experiencing uh, kind of in North America right now. We're experiencing just some really dangerous levels of cold so Mm. i'm not going on walks outside like i normally do and i didn't feel like you know you put your phone in a sock and you swing it around (laughs) to get the like i don't do that because i'm me and i like to play the game with a bit of integrity so i don't do that usually shots fired shots fired (laughs) that's fired on the people who do the the what do you call them Not the sock thing, but what's the the, phone rocker? The phone rocker. Shots fired on the phone rocker, people. Yeah. But it just stunk because then I did. I didn't even hatch any eggs. I got really close. I actually have. Would you believe that my batch of seven k eggs? And note that the event ended six minutes ago. My batch of seven k eggs is four point six out of four point seven kilometers because I put them all in supers. Oh oh, no! But even with just like adventure sink and like walking you know to and from the parking lot like all those little things i like could not by the time i like cleared my eggs and got a a whole clutch of nine seven k's and put them in incubators like that's as far as i could get and it's just 
annoying fish. Mm. That is my quip for today. <laughs> I did 5.1. And again, I could have maybe, I don't know, like rant. I, I can't even run around the outside of my house. Like I don't want to go outside right now. It's Otherwise, so you snap freeze like the the mammoths in the movie. <laughs> it's so cold. Like, yeah. why would you leave? Why would you go outside if you didn't have to? Well, that is a shame, and it's a, a lovely way to start off our lighthearted PvP podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, because that has so much to do with PvP, and it's not like I've done. It's not like I'm a perfectionist and have all yeah. the catch challenges done. Like I know I'm missing some. I have quite I've done quite a few, but I haven't done them all. It's just frustrating. I don't yeah. want them to do that again for a short event like this. If you give people more than like a handful of days, then fine. But hmm. yeah, I guarantee they'll do it again. I hate it. I don't <laughs> like it. All right. So let's move on to the PvP stuff that we're all here for. How have you been going in? Have you been PvPing? have been pvping because i can do that inside my nice <laughs> heated house with a blanket and some hot chocolate so i have been playing in the fantasy cup and i've been using lyle jeff's team of tapufini lead a uh, skarmory tends to be the safe swap and then a scavalier mm. with acid spray and drill run in the back and i actually had a wild stream the other day and i climbed like 200 points and hit veteran so i'm oh. sitting like right at 2500 i did six sets instead of five but still like i had two five o's in that run yeah and that's 160 150 points just on its own yeah like i had a huge climb so it's like the abb steel uh going on there like do you what what leads do you switch out of almost none right so you just stay in all the time which is unusual for an abb team to be honest i wouldn't really call it abb because like okay how so I mean, you're right that, like, technically it is ABB, but there are so many things, like, like I'm not, for example, like, Azumarill. Mm. Typically, like, if I had two really good steals, I might switch into a steel type for Azumarill. Mm -hmm. But Escavalier struggles in that matchup. It can do yeah. it, but it's struggle. Like, it's not really, Escavalier's more, it's more like my Tapu Fini and then a Skarmory and a counter user. <laughs> like, like, it's functioning more like a fighter and the things that counter skarmory really hard in this meta tend to be weak to a scavalier so like registeel uh galarian stunfisk they're both pretty weak to a scavalier so they kind of despite the like you said despite having the same typing in the steel like they do serve very different roles registeel you would tend to swap to a scavalier which is your only counter mm -hmm. and then you try to just get energy on tapu fini later um so you can go into the okay. back into the reggie matchup with energy but yeah there's not a whole heck of a lot that you um i'm trying to think anything that i would insta swap out of Ferrothorn. oh yeah you'd have to do that. i would i would insta swap out of whimsicott yeah but again it's not like a t like you tend to stay in mm. the only problem i guess would be uh if you 
you say come up against an Azu in the lead, use up the Tapu oh, Fini. Oh, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> you use the Tapu Fini, and then all of a sudden, it's a Turtonator in the back, mm-hmm. and you have a problem. So that's why, like, the Azu matchup takes a little bit of, uh, like, you have to make some predictions Finesse. there. Yeah, and you have to make some predictions too. Like, at, do you, sometimes you just stay in and you win them, like, you play it out. And sometimes I've done it where, like, I throw the moon blast and then swap. Mm-hmm. So it kind of depends because, like, the Turtonator in the back, it kind of sinks to just, like, okay, now you lose. <laughs> so it's. <laughs> <laughs> that can be kind of rough. Mm. But I have, like, I climbed a bunch. Uh, and then I kind of had a middling day yesterday with it. So who knows? I may have mm. just had, like, one really, really solid day <laughs> with it. I've been seeing, I think, more. I think I saw more and more Turtonator, which was a problem. <laughs> yeah. And then just, it was crazy. Like, Azu was in the lead, like, every time. It was absolutely wild. Like all of the leads were super <laughs> I think the craziest thing I saw while I was playing was a Comfey. Uh, I, I've forgotten what that even is. Comfey. So Comfey is an, a Pokemon. It looks like a lei, like a flower necklace. Yep. Yep. Uh, it is currently only available in Hawaii. It's a regional Pokemon. It's a fairy type. It's ranked 75 out of... 144. Um, It has hidden power, but it uses Vine Whip here. So it's got Vine Whip, Grass Knot, and Draining Kiss. It also can learn Petal Blizzard. Interesting. Straight fairy type? Yeah. No secondary typing? Wow. Nope, it's a fairy type. Interesting. Still wouldn't be great against Steels. No. Why Why not use like a Slurpuff or something which has the flamethrower at least? Oh, I don't know. But I think that was the weirdest thing I saw. Yeah. Because yeah. I played like several sets. This was probably some of the most I've played this um, season. Yeah. And I think that was the wildest thing. Out yeah, of yeah I, I definitely haven't seen anything that wild. I've seen one Togetic, which was interesting. I did win that one. But like I've, I can see where the play would come into that my fantasy cup sets have been wild like i put it out on twitter a couple of days ago i've had more five o's and o fives in this cup than in any other cup in history but it has mostly been o fives <laughs> so uh, they definitely outnumber the five o's so i've dropped a lot having said that though i am clawing my way back with the current iteration of my team which is Tapu Fini lead, like you, and then Azumarill and Shadow Magnazone in the back. So it's ABA Water Fairy. Tapu Fini is actually a pretty safe pick. So, like, I hate going up against, uh, like, uh, a Whimsicott in the lead because that I struggle with that. But I did actually win a Whimsicott lead recently. In fact, I think it was a Turtonator in the back as well, which uh, I was very proud of. So... I just, in the lead matchup, sacrificed a Tapu Fini. I took a Grass Knot to the face. Didn't quite KO me. I just managed to get off a Moonblast as well. And because I didn't switch out of that lead matchup, they shielded the Moonblast because they thought, oh, my Whimsicott's 
really important here. Like the fact that I didn't switch out kind of telegraphs to them that I don't really have a good counter to it. So, or at least that I may be a weak to it. So they shielded that. So I'm one, like despite it being a bad matchup, I'm two shields to one up. Next matchup comes in and it is uh, the Magnazone that I bring in and I managed to, you know, mirror shot the Whimsicott off of the field. And in the back, it comes down to, so like I'm, I'm skipping over a little bit. In the back, it was a Turtonator, right? So I was really proud of how I played this one out because by that stage, my Azumarill was on, you know, very, very little HP. My uh, Magnazone obviously didn't want to, like it could only take like four incinerates from a, from a Turtonator. So what I did... By the time the Turtonator came in, I had most of the HP on my Magnazone and I had a full Wild Charge. I switched into the Azumarill. We both had a shield left. The Turtonator starts just building up Incinerate after Incinerate after Incinerate. It, it doesn't throw a charge move against my Azumarill, right? It allows me to get to a Play Rough, which I use to burn the second shield on the Turtonator side. And I just keep bubbling down. What my plan is, is to, like, capturing that shield was was vital to me. Because then I could just bubble the Turtonator just low enough so that I could try and get it into wild charge range. Because even though it is a dragon and it resists electric, wild charge from a Shadow Magnazone still hurts a lot. And so the Turtonator... Farms down my Azumarill with Incinerates. It's got 700 energy. I send in the Magnazone. I don't throw my Wild Charge straight away. Even though they're not shielded, I don't throw it straight away because I knew they were going to throw. So what I did was I took advantage of that to throw another Volt Switch and get that extra damage in. I shielded that move. And because, again... (laughs) Taking advantage of like knowledge of the game here, we discussed this last week. Turtonator doesn't have any moves that are 50 energy or lower, which means that it can't bank multiple charge moves. So they throw their first charge move, it's a dragon pulse, and that puts them at 40 energy. And they have to throw another incinerate to get to another charge move. So not only have I gotten that extra vault switch in of damage, in the time that it's taken them to throw that move and I've shielded it, but then I know that they have to throw another incinerate to get to that extra KOing charge move. So I use that time to throw another Volt Switch and then throw the Wild Charge. And and that second Volt Switch put them into the yellow, which I believe was just enough (laughs) to get the Wild Charge KO. So... Uh, that that actually happened like just half an hour before we started recording. I so it's fresh on my mind. I was I I, I just patted myself on the back after that one because I felt like I'd played through that and thought through that very very well. I do not think I, I was going to say. I hope you just did that match because I don't think I could recount with that <laughs> level of like vivid memory unless I recorded it and I like watched it a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I know one thing that our listeners have said is they want us to talk through more matchups like that. So that is yeah. awesome. Definitely something we should be doing and talking about our team construction. So listeners, if that's something you liked, let us know. We can do more of that. Something we're also going to be doing more of is 
battling this week because we have open great league open ultra league and open master league and it is go battle week traders friday january 19th to wednesday january 24th more battles you get 10 sets a day or 50 battles total for that whole time period you get a free research for ingo's hat so that is very, very cool. And there's a paid research for a dollar. I'm going to wait until our friends, uh, you know, over by fish, <laughs> find out what the paid research is. And then, but I pro- I might buy this one. I normally don't do the dollar researches, but I, I might. This seems like it could be worth it if it's over five days and is obtainable, unlike the hatch collection <laughs> challenge, which was not. <laughs> But that will be very fun. I'm excited to go into Open Great League. This is the third. We'll have three opportunities left of Open Great League, and that's where I made my legend push last season. So I'm hoping that I can find another Open Great League team that really like sits well with me during that week that I can try to push expert and maybe legend again i know i set legend as a goal i think i shouldn't do that in the future i should just i set expert (laughs) as the goal and then if i hit legend that's great but expert i think is a good general goal for me so i am looking forward to that i'm not really sure what team i'm going to use yet probably something with a charger bug again would be good for me because i really did well and charger bug was the mvp of my legend run team last Mm -hmm. season And it's still really good. So maybe another Charger Bug team. Next after that, we have from January 26th to February 2nd is the Open Great League and Hisui Cup. Now, I have to kind of give a mea culpa on this one. I feel like in previous Hisui Cups, the rule set has been anything with a Pokedex number between X and Y is eligible. So basically like Sinnoh Cup with some extra like Hisuian variations on those Sinnoh Pokemon. But no, it's actually different this time. It's Pokemon that are available in the Legends Arceus Pokedex, which encompasses a lot more than just the Sinnoh and Hisui Pokemon. Like, for example, the PV Poke Top 10, it's basically a lot of Gen 1 and 2 Pokemon. <laughs> so we've got Mantine, Shadow and Regular Gligar, XL Bassidon, both Shadow and Regular, XL Lickitung, Shadow and Regular Whiskash, Umbreon, Shadow and Regular Machamp, Shadow Abomasnow, Cresselia, and Shadow and Regular Walrein. So you have some, like, Gen 3 Pokemon in there as well with the Whiskash and the Walrein. But the, on- the only Pokemon that I think uh, Gen 4 in that is Bastidon and Abomasnow and Cresselia, I think. Is that right? Yep. And it makes sense because, for example, Mantike is a Gen 4 Pokemon. Yeah. So it makes sense that Mantine would be included. Mantine. (laughs) I think it's Mantine. I'm pretty sure. There's been debate. Gliscor is a Gen 4 Pokemon. (laughs) So it makes sense that Gligar would be part of the Hisui region. Yeah. There are also, I believe, are there evolutions that are exclusive to Gen 4? Uh, when were Sylveon and Glaceon released? And Leafeon? I think Leafeon might have been, yep, Leafeon is Gen 4, so it makes sense that all the evolutions are part of the Hisui region. So there are, some of these are just like Whiskash, that's Gen 3. Like that, yeah. <laughs> that is just a Gen 3 Pokemon. But some of them, you can kind of see it 
like how that happened, like Frostlass. Yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so, yeah, now it's kind of thrown my whole perception of the meta out the window because we we thought it would be just the uh, the old triangle meta with Toxicroak, Driftblim, and Bassidon. But now, like, uh, you know, things like Lucario and Toxicroak lose to Mantine and Gligar and, like, Whiskash as well. So there's going to be some some definite core breakers there and you know two of those pokemon also beat basidon as well Drifblim will lose to the lickitung and the basidon uh will be neutral against whiskash as well so i think there'll be a lot less rock paper scissors in this meta i would definitely agree i'm also just taking a quick peek at a zionic video from last year and it really does seem like they changed the rules for hisui mm. cup because um, I'm looking at the PV poke rankings. Um, and again, I'm just looking Hisui Cup meta in Pokemon Go Battle League from one year ago. Number one was Lucario. And then we had uh, Pachirisu as two, Bastiodon three, Sneasler as four, Obama Snow five, Drapion, Hisui, and Electrode. Like it just seems like something major changed. Possibility that has occurred to me is that Niantic might have just changed the wording of their blog post, but not actually changed the rules. And because Matt, the creator of PV Poke, can only go on, you know, what he's reading out of the blog post, maybe he's assumed, oh, the rules are different this time and created the rankings list accordingly. But then maybe once we get to the cup itself, we might find it's the same thing as it was in previous years. I hope not, because this one looks better. It does look a lot better, yeah. Like, even Umbreon versus Toxicroak is not that bad for Umbreon. Mm-hmm. Umbreon can run Psychic. And, yeah, so that, that mm-hmm. I didn't, it wasn't even thinking Psychic, I was just thinking um, Last Resort, but uh, Psychic would help it with Lucario, which resists both the Foul Play and the Last Resort, where Toxicroak, like... I think just like with Metacham, you can get a shield off of a Toxicroak running last resort. Possibly. Yeah, and, and they would probably have to shield because they've got to respect the possible Psychic as well, even if you don't have it. I should run Psychic Umbria. <laughs> All right. But we'll know for two weeks because we get Great League Hisui Cup for two weeks. Uh, not just January 26th to February 2nd, but also February 2nd to the 9th. Uh, in addition, February 2nd to the 9th is the Open Ultra League. So we can talk more about that when it comes up. I'm excited to find out what exactly what exact Pokemon are going to be available mm. in the Hisui Cup. Because you're right, we have we have unanswered questions, but mm. I hope it's this other idea <laughs> of anything yeah. that's in the Hisui Pokedex, because I think yeah. that would be way better. And it's a shame that we are in this position where we 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 can question what's being written on the blog post like it's a shame that we've had that experience in the past where they've gotten stuff on the blog wrong but oh well we'll we'll find out eventually in the meantime we have some in-game events to talk about and the first one is one that has gotten a fair bit of hype around the pvp community and it is the raging battles event with the introduction of annihilate we were just talking last week about not all the events have to be for us PvPers. Like with Chansey <laughs> Community Day, meh. But this, 
This is an event for the PvP community. I am so excited, Fish. Tell me all about it. <laughs> it is going from Friday, January 19 to Wednesday, January 24. Team Go Rockets will appear more often. You'll get certain spawns that uh, many of which do have a high relevance in PvP. The best ones that we've picked out are Mankey, Machop, Lickitung, Gligar, Sableye, and Scraggy's still good. It just it needs a meta that is a bit more hospitable to it to be <laughs> truly viable. But, you know, it's got just such wonderful typing, good bulk, good moves, like... It is a good Pokemon, so keep that in mind. Usually, we have to kind of pick through. Like, we look at the spawns, and we're like, oh, it's maybe these. That's all the spawns minus Sock and Throw. That's... <laughs> it's And honestly, in, like, Fighting Cup, Throw has some play. <laughs> like, with Zen had butt. So if you want to catch a Throw for Psychic Cup, you go for it. But it's, it's, not, it's all the spawns. All the event spawns. Are good, and I mean you could shiny hunt sock. That's fine. You go. You go that's cool. Oh, go whatever. Do that. Yeah, we, whatever. We, we won't tell you how to play. Um, so in raids, we've got the Therian form Landorus, which is a good Pokemon in Master League. The Incarnate form also pretty good, but Therian form, the one with the legs, is uh, it's it's higher ranked. So make sure to get out and get a few of those. Finally, there is Annihilate. So Annihilate is, you're, you're the main series expert, an evolution of Primeape or just like a, a different form of Primeape? It is an evolution of Primeape. Okay. So it is very, very cool in the main series games. It is leveled up. You have to teach your Primeape the move Rage Fist. So you teach your Primeape the move Rage Fist and you have to use Rage Fist 20 times. And after you've used that move 20 times, your pri your very angry primate will evolve <laughs> into Annihilate, which is still, you know, the rage monkey Pokemon. That's what, uh, so it goes from the pig monkey Pokemon, which is Primeape, and I believe also Mankey. They both share that pig monkey Pokemon name, mm -hmm. but then it changes into the rage monkey Pokemon. I love Annihilate. I use it in my playthrough. It is very, very good. It's got a ghost fighting typing, which is unique in Pokemon Go. It is, look, uh, not, not as important a thing to mention as what it might have been maybe two months ago, but it does look like a fighter that could potentially beat Metacham, which is like a big selling point. For me, we don't know what moves it has yet, and that will be a big deal that could make or break this Pokemon. It won't have the bulk that a Metacham does. I imagine it will be... Actually, I can look that up now. It'll probably be about the same level of bulk as Primeape, which is not very. Actually, I stand corrected. It's got a stat product of 1833, which is fairly on par with like a Frostlass. So you can do some work with that. If it gets like the same moves as Primeape, then that could be pretty cool. But if like it had a ghost charge move like a Shadow Ball as well to really take full advantage of that ghost typing, I think it could be really good. Like Counter and Shadow Ball would be by. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Just to end the thought on Annihilate, I want to read its Pokedex entries. And I know you can get this in the main show, but I'm just very excited about this Pokemon. <laughs> so it's uh, Violet Dex entry. It imbues its fists with the power of the rage that it kept hidden in its heart. Opponents struck by these imbued fists will be shattered to their core. Wow. And in Scarlet... When its anger rose beyond a critical point, this Pokemon gained power that is unfettered by the limits of its physical body. <laughs> I love this. It is become anger. <laughs> it's so good. I, I named mine Haze. Haze is the nickname of my Annihilate that I used in my playthrough. And I have a Hundo Primeape. And I'm going to name her Haze and evolve her. And I'm very excited about it. I'm just going to say I'm very excited about it like five times. <laughs> but DeFi, save some excitement for this next event. Because no. we've got something even even more hype than Annihilate. And that is Porygon Community Day Classic. DeFi, Porygon, it's back. Regular and shadow forms. TM those frustration shadow poly Porygon. Uh-huh. Lock on Zap Cannon Tri Attack. Really mm -hmm. yank those Azumarill out of the sky. Alright, fine. Uh, Saturday, January 20, and do what you want with Porygon. <laughs> Again, some people love Porygon as a Pokemon. I I'm not trying to like diss Porygon. Like some people really like it, and I think its lore is very interesting. But it's just not good <laughs> in PvP. I don't I'm trying to think of any meta where I've seen legitimate porygon play perhaps kanto cup you know what maybe I, it's got a high degree of difficulty very high degree of difficulty to use well but i have come across porygon 2 and porygon z users who have kicked my butt because i just didn't know like i was i was too worried about the zap cannon so i shielded and it ended up being tri attack or tri attack tri attack's not actually that bad a move so like and you get there and 10 turns i think it is so like firing those things off every five seconds like as long as you've got time to do so as long as you know you've got shields or you've got um you've got some energy banked up or, or something like that like it can do well like i said it's it's high degree of difficulty i don't even, i don't think i could use it effectively but i have seen it used effectively yeah i like i know i face them in pvp Hmm. Just I, I'm trying to think. I don't know what exactly what meta, like what Go Battle League meta it was, because I don't think I've ever faced one like in a show six pick three tournament. But yeah. I know I have in the Go Battle League, so I'm sure there was a limited meta where it succeeded. They are all available in Hisui Cup. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, so you it can is. Get... I, it is in the Hisui. I remember it in the Hisui yeah. Pokedex. Yeah, yeah. So you could run triple Porygon team. <laughs> yay. <laughs> Actual yay. So the next event, that's where I want you to put all your hype and excitement. Because normally we don't talk about the Spotlight Hour Pokemon, but next week's Spotlight Hour on Tuesday, January 23rd is Barboach. And you should play Barboach Spotlight Hour because Barboach evolves into Whiskash and Whiskash right now is hot. It oh, is yeah. so good right now. And I, my Whiskash is not great, 
Like I love I like I love him. He's he's mine, but he has five attack. Mm. Like I'd like to find a bulkier a bulkier boy maybe. Yeah. Uh, in Spotlight Hour, I'd like the opportunity to try to do that. So but that's the one I've literally had this one since 2019. Like that is that is the whisk cash I've used since 2019. Which is Four years, fish. <laughs> <laughs> I've been using this boy for a long time, and I think maybe it's time for an upgraded, an upgraded hmm. mud boy. But also, another—that's just another reminder to build the best you got, which is something we say often on this podcast. Like, yeah, IV, IVs do matter, but it's the species is so much more important. Like the IVs will only come into play in very, very close, like razor thin situations. Uh, if you've got a whisk cash and you are a, a bit more of a beginning player. Yeah. And no, I can't even say that. Cause like I've done it myself being like more of an experienced player. Like I built something that doesn't have a great rank and just used that to great effect until I can find one with a better rank. Absolutely. Go ahead and do that. Yeah, like for example, I kind of want to play Komoo right now mm-hmm. in Fantasy Cup, and I don't have a good one at all. Yeah, like the ones I have are actively that could evolve into Komoo and like hit the threshold are threshold are actively pretty terrible IVs. <laughs> actively terrible. They're it's pretty bad fish. Like it's. It's not good. I'm trying to f- see. Like one of them is a twelve four eight, and the other that would evolve and still fit is a seven four twelve. So rank three thousand one hundred sixty four. <laughs> Versus, like I have a whole slew of rank ones, but I'm considering building it because then I could at least have one, and then you know I'll wait and I'll catch another one when we get Jangmoo community day in 3 years. It's much it's much more fun to have like a good IV one though, you know. Like I'm looking nice, at it, sure. it feels nice. Like I have a level 1 rank 1 <laughs> ultra league <laughs> Alolan golem. I'm never going to use it. Why would I ever build that? But it's nice to have. Also, <laughs> another one is Tapu Fini. People talk about like, "Oh, my Tapu Fini's IVs are so bad." It's hard to just get a Tapu Fini yeah. under the Great League limit. If you get one, who cares? Who cares what its IVs are? You got totally. One. Yeah. I'm really happy with mine. Mine's a one one nine. Like wow. that's actually not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not as bad as it could be. It's rank. What is it? Four hundred and three. Yeah, take that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It doesn't like you don't need again. We say it a lot. You don't need the rank one of something to or the rank. Yeah. You don't need the swag IVs of something. You don't need (laughs) just play the Pokemon. It's more important to have the Pokemon. So that's Barboach Spotlight Hour. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I like in the notes. I just wrote, do this. Do this. (laughs) Everybody go do Barboach Spotlight Hour. Do the thing. Do the thing. Uh, so that is the event section. Time for grassroots PvP. DeFi Battle Frontier is starting very, very soon. Five days away from this recording. So no, it's already the 17th on, on my end. It's five, six days, I think, from this recording. 
I am so excited to be back with the Queen Bees. I'm going to be playing in the Primordial. Uh, that's the the meta that I'm going to be playing within. I am very excited to be team building and looking at different fun Pokemon. Uh, I still have to like for sure set my team. We haven't started, you know, the week. We're still just kind of talking and getting all excited. But there, I have so many Pokemon that are eligible for Primordial. Uh, I built a Milotic just for <laughs> Primordial. Like I, I walked that Phoebus just so I can like have one and practice with it. I have just so much really good stuff. I love mm. any opportunity I have to use my rank one Galvantula as well. Uh, I have multiple rank one Galvantulas. <laughs> uh, I also love the idea of being able to use both Pseudo Wudo and Bonsly on a team. Yep. Because I have a level. Is that what you're doing? I'm thinking about it. I have a level 50 <laughs> best buddy Bonsly. It'd be cool. Like, And, and they, they both have plenty of play. Yep, her name's Juniper, and I love her. <laughs> but I also have like a really good pseudo wudo that I've used many, many times. That is quite good. Trailblaze for your charge move or Meteor Beam? Ooh, I think Assuming maybe Trailblaze Rock Slide is one of your. Oh yeah, moves. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Trailblaze is real cheeky, and I like it. But me- <laughs> like Meteor, like the the one hit KO potential of Meteor Beam is also very, very tempting. So I'm going to be, I've been talking with my team. I'm really excited to be team building and just kind of getting back at it, getting Mm. back into the grassroots. I also really want to shout out Enter the Dragonair's Den. They are a podcast run by Taco Dog and they cover the Battle Frontier exclusively. That is what they do. And they've been releasing uh, like the previews of each of the regions. So they did a North American open tier preview. And as of this recording, they released the EMEA, the European open preview. And there's more to come. They talked a bit about the Queen Bees, my team that I'm just I'm very, very (laughs) happy to be back in it with team formats because self factions was just so important to me and it's really nice that i get to be with my team members again chatting and it was great to hear the dragoners then talk about all the different factions um or all the different it's gonna be hard to not call them factions to (laughs) to talk about all the different teams yeah they said some nice thing things about the bees we're in the same group though our pool of teams that we're playing against we're up against teams like the cool cats and socal swablu gold which are very, very good teams. So yeah. we definitely have our work cut out for us, but I still think we can do quite well. We have a lot of very powerful players on our roster too. All right, so we are looking forward to that beginning that will probably have begun by the time this episode comes out. It is upon us. In the meantime, we have our play Pokemon section, and we didn't have any regionals to cover this weekend, so we just have some upcoming ones to talk about. Charlotte is happening this coming weekend, and 105 people are registered for that with our favorite Casa DeFi. She'll be joining the crew. Yes, I will be casting alongside Nighttime Clasher, who is making his debut in the North America casting region. So our desk he'll be casting. He did cast an event in Europe, and he's also has a lot of casting experience in other games. I think Brawl Stars is his primary game. We also have 
on the desk this weekend, Alpha Phoebe or Nick will be casting as well as Home Slice Henry will be back for more. I am very much looking forward to Charlotte. I've heard of quite a few players who are going to register. Uh, for example, BTW Lyle Jeffs, I believe, is making the journey down to Charlotte. I believe, you know, some of our young ones, Arrow, Hot Pocket, Wadage, are going to be making an appearance. I also heard House Stark's going to be there, uh, as well as like Mama Climbs and Valor Ash. Lots and lots of battlers. I think it'll be really good. Last I heard, we made it up to 105 players registered for Charlotte. It's not breaking the 128 that I was really hoping for, but 105 is still a really good turnout for a North American regional. And... Yeah, I'm. It'll be good, especially if all of those really elite trainers turn up and show up. Not to be outdone, though. We have from January twenty seventh to twenty eighth, Liverpool in the UK is happening, and that has one hundred and sixty five registered for that. So that is going to be one of the biggest ever. Is is it the biggest ever? I'm sure if for a regional. For regional, absolutely, yeah. Because like, how many it's we... it's gonna be it's one that's gonna push the records. I don't know. Have we ever hit cap at two fifty six? We must have. I feel like it's happened. I want to be able to say it with authority. Uh, you know what? I think we were talking about maybe uh, the the only time I ever remember talking about a cap of two fifty six was uh, for LAIC, but I don't think mm-hmm. it was ever confirmed that that was the cap. I don't know. So I'm just going to say it's going to be one for the record books. Like it's going to be very like a ton of trainers. I feel like I I really think Europe has done it once. I think Europe hit 256 at one point. Well, I mean, we've got uh, we've got something else to mention, which is coming up a bit later. But uh, in the meantime, Knoxville is happening from February 2nd to 4th, and that's got 36 players. So um, not not quite the showing that Charlotte will have. North America, get it together. <laughs> Show mean, up to Knoxville. I mean, it's ev- everyone's going to Charlotte. Day. Everyone's it's Chansey Community to to, Day. Ch- oh, yeah, of course. You can't miss that, can you? <laughs> no, but like that's a good opportunity like to play the event like and catch Chansey in between rounds. It'll be, it'll be popping. It'll be a good time. Come to Knoxville. But- same weekend, we've got Melbourne, February 3rd and 4th, capped at 64 players. Dortmund in Germany is February 10th to 11th at 55 players. And this is the one I was referring to earlier, the Utrecht special event happening March 2nd and 3rd. 173 registered for that. And DeFi, we're still a month out from that. Oh, a month and a half. I have no doubt that that one's going to sell out because it is a special event, which means there isn't a charge for it. So it's a lot more accessible to people. So I am I am confident that that'll hit the 256 and that'll be a really, really fun tournament to watch. And finally, Vancouver from March 22 to 24. Registration will open for that on January the 24th. So exciting stuff ahead. While we wait for those to arrive, we have some mail to read. DeFi, this first message comes from Fox, and that was sent in on January the 7th. And Fox writes, What got me into playing Pogo in, better late than never, 2021, is dog walking. 
I feel self-conscious about it sometimes. I'm sure that every car judges me as I've got to get those circles tapped in the full screen charge pattern of basically every psychic move that is a ridiculously large spiral, and I cannot do it with just one hand. My dog is also quite interested in her own form of creature catching, although (laughs) in her Pokemon Go app, it would probably just be Pidgey, Murkrow, and Starly, and there would be tons of them. All extra, extra small, all shiny, and all very hard to catch. My dog is a three-year-old husky who has the demeanor of Guzzlord, i.e. everything is food that I will absorb into my mouth if I run at it, my mouth open. So, more dog. Does yours walk with you and play Pogo? Which Pokemon would it be? If there was dog Pogo, what would it like to catch? (laughs) Yes. Let's talk about my dog. (laughs) I love her. Her name is Misty. Misty is a mutt. So, she is a rescue. We got her... Uh, Again, so she's a rescue. So she's from the south of the United States and the rescue brought her up to Wisconsin to be adopted. And she is. Can I interject there? Um, I'm interested in that. Like why, why would they transfer to that location? Well, in the south, a lot of. A lot more of the animal shelters are kill shelters where if Uh. they don't have space for animals, um, they will put them down. And that doesn't, we have fewer of those up north. We also have less of an, a rampant animal problem up north. Mm -hmm. I think sadly, partially to the fact that wild animals don't really survive out in the winter by us. So we don't really have as much of like the issue of having lots and lots of wild dogs and cats. So that's sad to think yep. about. So I'm yeah. going to think about my dog and how she was rescued and how we have her now. And she's yep. three and she's great. And we got her when she was one and we just love her very, very, very much. And she also would catch all of the Pidgeys and Murkrows and Starlies. But my dog also likes to go after the squirrels. So she would go after a lot of like Squovits and Greedents. <laughs> and she also would go after all the Bunnelbees. And sadly, she would also chase the Baneeries of the world. But I like to imagine mm. her instead chasing the Bunnelbees. Because she would also treat them all as food. Do you think a dog version of Pokemon Go would include or exclude all the feline Pokemon? Oh, totally include all the feline Pokemon. Missy doesn't seem to care too much about cats. Uh, there are cats at like the place where we board her when we're on vacation sometimes or like at the vet. There's cats that just kind of hang out and she doesn't seem to pay them too much mind. Yeah, you know what? I've seen plenty of dogs and cats get along. I feel like that might be a bit of like a an urban myth. I'm sure there are dogs and cats that do not get along. But I don't it's not all dogs and all cats. Mm, yeah, I think um I, I seem to hear a lot more about dogs like chasing pigeons and bunnies than cats. There's like a, a begrudging mutual respect between dogs and cats right now. All right. What Ooh, else? One more thing. Uh, yes. Here's the photo. <gasps> Baby. Uh, that is Fox's husky. Uh, did uh, sorry, Fox give a name? No, I don't think so. Fox, you need to let us know the name of your baby. And 
Yeah, so let me just describe the image. She is sitting in, she's she's clearly at some kind of do- doggy care place because there's other dogs in the background. And she's kind of sitting with her front paws in a ball pit with her tongue hanging out like, hey, guys. <laughs> like this big smile on her face like, yep, I'm in a ball pit. Bet you wish you were in a ball pit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I walk with Misty all the time, and I'm talking about walks, and that's one of her favorite words. Her other favorite word is outside. Okay. And it usually, like, pr- like she pricks up her ears, like, we're going outside. Even in, <laughs> like, this awful cold weather, she just likes to run around in the snow. And, yeah, I do walk with her all the time. I'm pretty good at playing Pokemon Go with just a single, like, if I'm just catching stuff. I can pretty much play with just my right hand and then hold the leash in my left. But Misty doesn't really pull a ton. So I can kind of loop the leash onto like my the the crutch of my elbow. And then if I need to use like my second hand on my phone, I can. Or if Mm -hmm. I need to actually like or sometimes, you know, I have to pay Pokemon go away, put it away entirely and just focus on what's going on with my dog. But yeah, she loves like I've joked around that like Misty doesn't know what a Pokemon is, but she sure does love Pokemon Go because <laughs> uh, a lot of times like sometimes I remember like Shelter Community Day uh, or Shelter Spotlight Hour. I was like, OK, Misty, we're going for an hour long walk. <laughs> with <the stars. laughs> Like I had my star pieces and my incense and I just played for like an hour straight and she loves, loves that. But yeah, bunnies. Missy likes to chase bunnies and squirrels, but also she likes to run at the birds and kind of chase them. And what Pokemon would Misty be? So that's really tough. I really I think she would be because part of me says something like a Snorlax because she is a dog and dogs sleep like all day. But when you get her in a mood to play, she's much more, you know, like. Like rock rough, like and rock. Like she's really like playful. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I wouldn't really say that she's you know guzzlord. Like everything is food. Just more from like the sleepy standpoint. Yeah, and she's a bit yeah. of a cuddler. <laughs> she's cuddling with. Uh, I have in my background. If you've ever seen me stream, I have a big like sleeping Evie plush, and she kind of just lays her head on it, and she knows I'm talking about her. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's my baby. That's my puppy. And again, I would talk like the the Pokemon fan club president about her all day mm-hmm. if you let me. So thank you, Fox, for that email. The next email comes from Baby Evie sent in on January the 8th, who says, Hi Fish and DeFi, Baby Evie here. I just got a good charger bug and was wondering what moves I should give it. I also would love to know what your favorite Pokemon is in general, not just PvP. My personal favorite has to be Eevee, as it's just a little ball of fluff with a ton of cool evolutions. Maybe do smile upon you, baby Eevee. Yeah, fish. So for charge bug, let's start off with the yeah. PvP question. So if you are going to run a charge bug, one kind of unfortunate thing about charge bug is that its move that you want on it is a community day move, and that's the fast move of Volt Switch for its fast move. I don't think it's unusable with its other move. Um, I believe it's Spark. Yes. Is the other fast move. And I don't think it's unusable that way. However, Volt Switch is just better. Would yeah. you agree? 
Totally, totally. Um, as for charge moves, the one you absolutely want is X Scissor, which is a 40 energy move. It gets there in three bolt switches and then two for the second one. The second charge move is a little bit debatable. Generally, you'll want discharge because that electric coverage is just a little bit handier than what the other move is that you'd run on it, which is crunch. They are the same energy. They're both 45 energy. Um, crunch can be more viable in certain metas. I know there was a meta recently, one of the restricted cups where crunch was preferred because I guess there are a lot of ghosts and psychics around, but then psychic, you've got the X's are for anyway, and that's a lot more energy efficient. So I guess you'd really just use crunch for the ghosts. I think it was like Great League Remix. I saw a Charger Bug with Crunch. Yeah, that makes sense. Or maybe like Holiday? I'm not sure. But I, I know I, I agree. I've seen Charger Bug with Crunch. But yeah, you were going to want an Elite Fast TM to change its move to Volt Switch if you can. But if not, Spark is functional. Like it's okay. Mm. It's just not great. And then Exesa and Discharge in general, or if the meta depends on it, Crunch. That's the uh, that's the meta in 10 seconds, <laughs> according to Fish and DeFi. All right, so Fish, what is your favorite Pokemon? So Baby Eevee did say not PvP related, but my favorite Pokemon, uh, like I can't help it, tends to be highly influenced by PvP relevance. Uh, and like they are kind of narrowed down to two possibilities. They are Umbreon and Dratini because they're both just so like cute as buttons, but also like pretty solid PVP. I mean, Dratini has to be evolved, of course, to either a Dragonair or a Dragonite. Uh, the Umbreon is good in its own right, but they are both very good, very good Pokemon. And so I kind of love that combination of cute, but also like don't mess with them. Yeah. And that kind of lends to my favorite Pokemon as well. Because my favorite Pokemon is Mega Lopunny, as well mm -hmm. as like just the Baneri and the Lopunny line. You take a Pokemon like Baneri that is just small and adorable and cute, and I love it for that reason. But then it evolves and it goes from just being a normal type to a normal and fighting type. And it becomes, you know, aggressive and it's got fighting instincts. And uh, I just love like that butterfly shaped crest that it has on its head. Like I think it has really nice aesthetic um as a pokemon like and again some of the dex entry stuff like it can full power whip swing from its ears like that can crumple steel <laughs> plates like just like the silly yeah the silly pokedex entries that sounds like they were written by like a four-year-old <laughs> um that i just i adore and again i like it's you go from small and cute to that like powerhouse looks like you know she looks kind of like like a yoga instructor or like kind of like a fighter uh Ah, I just, I like the vibe. So that whole yeah. line is my favorite. doesn't have anything to do with PvP. My One of my other favorites is PvP related, and that's Frostlass. But I really just have a soft spot for any Pokemon in uh, the game that only the females evolve or only mm -hmm. are, or are like female only Pokemon. Uh, the, I just have a soft Gardevoir. spot for all of those. Um, Gardevoir is not female only. Um, oh, you can have what? male and female Gardevoir. Why? Really? Yep. G -g -g Gallade Why? is male only. Huh. But Gardevoir go. is not female only. Okay. So, uh, so what other female only Pokemon are out there? Uh, Salazzle, Vespaquin, yep. 
Kangaskhan, Chansey. Nido Queen, I guess. Nido Queen. Um, the female Nido Anne line as well. The Pokemon that learns Tropkick that evolves from Bonsweet. It goes Bonsweet and then my brain. I like this Pokemon. Why can I not think of it? <laughs> Why can I not think? Can't help you. Um, it is. Oh, because it has a like a French almost sounding name. Serena. Okay. Ah. Oh, yes. Yeah, I know that one. Yes. That's an awesome Pokemon. Like, I love it. Mm. It is, like, again, has cool aesthetics. Um, I think it's named after, like, like the Russian word for queen. Yeah, that, that sounds familiar. Yeah, a Russian female monarch. Yeah. Um, a Russian female monarch is what it's named after. I knew all that. Like, I know all these things. Um, <laughs> so... There are, there are just a lot, and they all kind of have a soft spot for me. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of the others. Like, there are um, a couple legendaries that are female only, like Latias oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, is female only versus Latios is male only. Yep. Cresselia is female only. Oh, I didn't know that had a gender. Yep. There you go. I believe all Illumis, Illumise are female only and all bull beats are males Bulbeat a male yep a uh, uh, tank yep tinkaton the new pokemon that we've been talking about that is that is the new kind of like girl power pokemon <laughs> which i absolutely love the jinx line oh yeah uh, wow there's so only. many mandibuzz is female only yeah so does the oh is that envelope's female as well yes wow okay how many male only lines are there okay i'm looking it up so female only is 37 yeah and male only 25 okay so and some of them are the opposite or like the pairing of that pokemon so for example latios yeah latios there's also so the pokemon that kind of pairs against Vullaby and Mandibuzz is Rufflet and Braviary and Rufflet yep. and Braviary are male only. Gotcha. Um, Sock and Throw as well as the Hitmon line are all male only Pokemon like the Nido, the Nido King line. Yeah. And other like there are some other legendaries like uh, Monkey Dory in the new games. That's a male only Pokemon. Um, Mothim when you evolve. Yep. Wormadam is female only and then Motham is the male only evolution. Yep. Gallade we mentioned. Actually I there think all three, all three of the the trio in the new game, Pheasantipity, Okidogi, and Monkey Dory are all male only. Yeah. There you go. Well learned stuff today. You so, did. <laughs> so that was our favorite Pokemon and thank you for <laughs> the email baby Evie. <laughs> I like when you bring it back, like we go off on a little tangent, and it's a nice little journey, and then you just bring us back. So that was talking about our favorite Pokemon, even though we just went on this long tangent about gender-specific Pokemon. Well, I mean, it wasn't too far of a tangent, because like, it came up because you were talking about, well, I have an affinity for anything that has that's part of a female-only line, so um, <laughs> it we were talking about it long enough that we've kind of forgot the origin of that conversation. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's um, uh, 
I don't. I don't think we. I don't think we strayed too far off topic. So, baby Evie, thank you for like, thank you for sparking that conversation because I, I always say, and that's why we like these emails and you know Discord and Twitter messages so much is because they do spark really interesting conversation. And our last email is from Sarah Amanda. Sarah Amanda sent this in on January 9th. And Sarah Amanda writes, Hi, Fish and DeFi. Y'all said at least two or three times that it doesn't have to be PvP related. It doesn't. <laughs> so eventually, I decided maybe you weren't kidding. Because <laughs> while I enjoy listening to the segment each week, I haven't actually done much PvP since I fell down the Wayfarer rabbit hole a year ago. So I figured I had nothing to write in about. So here is a voicemail that is not PvP related. Peace, Sarah Amanda. And Sarah Amanda, yes, we are not kidding. It doesn't have to be PvP related. We love answering your PvP questions. Please keep sending those in. We love talking PvP. Obviously, that's why we got together and made this podcast. But of course, also send us those other things too, like talking about your dog and what Pokemon would your dog be. Some of those <laughs> other fun things too. So send us both. If you've got PvP stuff, please send us your teams. Send us your thoughts on metas. Uh, send us your thoughts on some of these events let us know did you catch anything really cool that you're going to use for pvp if you catch something awesome during barboach spotlight hour let us know send us a picture uh but yeah it doesn't have to be we just we love to answer both and with that said let us get into the voicemail here is sarah amanda hey fish and defy it's sarah amanda here okay so fish i think it's awesome you said yes to join choir with the resurfaced friend also havitica heard about it on some non-pogo podcast i forgot which one i'm intrigued so i wrote it down to check it out later okay so my new year's resolutions i want to do 100 lucky friend trades this year just kidding i don't think that would actually be fun to try. <laughs> so um GoCast has a tracker for weekly walk distance and hashtags i'm very good about posting my screenshots bad about actually putting in the information so i'm going to actually put in my information before the deadline because that's kind of the whole point um, but maybe something a bit more personal. I've been neglecting my board game hobby last year. So this year, the goal is one project per month. So I have a growing backlog of things I said I would do and I haven't done it. So anything like clear aids, component storage containers, something on my to-do list. Going to do one every month. That's all. Peace. Sarah Amanda. Hey, Sarah Amanda, thank you so much for writing in and then you also prefacing with an email telling us a little bit about it. Uh, really glad that you're working on your goals. Fish, how is your uh, the, that app you were using that she mentioned that you're using to mm. kind of gamify some of your goals? How's that the going good for you? Goals and good habits. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going really well. So like I've been keeping up. A, I've got a so I had been one of the things that it encourages me to do daily is a lesson on Duolingo because I'm trying to become fluent in Italian. I could always speak a little bit of Italian, but like I've never been able to have like just a fluent conversation with an Italian person. So I've been trying to do that and I was able to maintain a pretty decent streak before I started using the app. Right now I'm up to an 81 day streak on that thing. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I would have been able to maintain that much of a streak Without the app, being able to tick that off of my dailies list has been super helpful. I have been able to put in some form of exercise most days, whether it's just like a martial arts class or whether it's just like sitting on an exercise bike while I edit the podcast or, um, you know, like I'm just fitting it in wherever I can, getting better at meditating. So yeah, it's been super helpful for me. 
That is awesome. I'm really glad mm. it's working out for you. Uh, and really good work, uh, Sarah Amanda, working on some of your goals, picking up that board game hobby. Remember, Pokemon is not our only hobby ever. <laughs> like some of us have it's okay to have other hobbies uh my new year's resolutions by the way i'm still you know working on some of that i think the working out regularly is going well refocusing on sustainable eat healthy eating habits maybe a little bit less but it's only january <laughs> so <laughs> but the working out regularly i was just talking to fish at the beginning of the podcast i am so sore from my monday workout it was a lot of arms and oh my goodness, like my shoulders, <laughs> just everything just kind of hurts today. And I did finish a book because one of my goals was make more time reading for fun, spend less time on TikTok. And I did finish a book that I was reading and started another one. And mm -hmm. that is very exciting because I haven't been, I'm trying to kind of do like you're doing a project once a month, Sarah Amanda. I want to at least get through a book a month. I know a lot of people who do like 100 books a year. If I can get 12 I'm going to be thrilled if I can get 12 <laughs> books read that I want to read this year. So I've been, yeah, I've been working. I've been trying to, like, I think of them as more as, like, pillars, like, things to kind of touch base with and check in on every once in a while. And uh, there's quite a few of them that I've been making good progress on. Those books, do they have to be, like, uh, fiction novels or can it be, like, a biography or d does it matter? Just any uh, Something book? for fun. Something that's not. Yeah assigned to me at work that I, I sure. have to read this like it's not re like the latest in education research yeah uh, which might be my goal for the next year is to do a little bit more of that and be a little a little better read I think I'm pretty well read but I would like to be a little bit better I just something for fun that I'm reading for enjoyment and of course uh, Sarah Amanda mentioned wanting to get back into board games a little more I'm always in support of that love a good board game and uh you know what if if i'm ever in the u.s uh, hit me up we can have a board games night or if you're ever in south australia i think the other way around is maybe a little more likely <laughs> gotta visit gotta come visit i uh, yeah yeah i know i know eventually one day i mean like if i qualify for worlds then there's a, a good chance that i'll be in u.s technically <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you will be. I mean, you will be in the it's not just where most of the people in the U.S. live, <laughs> which is in the, the continental United States, the continuous yeah. United States. I can just take a, a quick stop over at like Chicago before I head on to Hawaii. That's where a lot of us are. A lot yeah, of right, us, right. Uh, a lot of us are in like the sh like right in the middle of the Midwest, like that Chicago area yeah. or on either coast. Most of the U.S. lives on the coasts, honestly. Like, you're either an East Coaster or a West Coaster. But in terms of the podcast, like, Chris, Kyle, and I are all right around the Chicago land area. Yep. And I know, yeah, a lot of the, the fans are, which is why you've been able to have those meetups so often that I get je so jealous about. Yes. So, definitely, that would be a good place if you want to meet up with some GoCast people. That is a good thing. Also, a big shout out to the GoCast podcast Discord server. Best dollar you can spend a month, honestly. Uh, it's just a really good community. And she mentioned the, the fitness challenge, which is a really good thing. I'm not participating in it right now because I'm not really walking because it's cold. But <laughs> I 
definitely participate this summer because I'm going to set a goal involving the route feature of Go. So I'm going to be out walking a lot more. So thank you, Sarah Amanda, for the voicemail. And that is it for the mailbag. If you want to send in your emails or messages, then we will give the details for that at the end of the show. In the meantime, let's talk about some achievements and milestones because we like to celebrate the people who have hit those achievements in the Pallet Town Discord server where I am an admin there and the GoCast Discord server. So in Pallet Town, we have Jai Loves Latinas who has hit expert. Bandman Clayton has come second in his first local tournament, only losing to world's competitor Mountain Dugong. S. Regatuelo has finished their seasonal research. Ace Zinji PvP has hit Legend. And Timurap has hit Veteran. Congratulations to all those people on the GoCar server. We have Maxitron, who has hit Veteran. Well done to Max. DeFi, do you have anything to plug? Nothing in particular, nothing specific. But I did stream this week. I'm trying to, again, find ways to do content in a way that's not stressful and just kind of makes me happy. And one thing that is definitely going to make me happy is cash, like kind of cashing out, like making good on all of the milestones that we reached for the fundraising stream we did in December for Doctors Without Borders. So there is a 12-hour stream I need to plan. There is a Discord movie night I need to plan. Uh, those kind of things. And then I have some incentive things to send out to people, some notes, some emails and things. Now that we are like done with the holiday, like we made it through the holiday season after Charlotte, I can really start kind of focusing back on that. So that's all for me. Oh yeah. And go watch Charlotte. Go watch Charlotte. Yes. Like go watch the Charlotte stream on um, twitch.tv slash Pokemon go. And, you know, let me know that you're watching, you know, we go back, I go back and watch quite a bit of my broadcast. So show me in the Twitch chat that you were watching. And that can be my plug is go watch DeFi stream. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're also going to do a Hesuian cup breakdown on the Palatown PVP channel uh probably this week next week i think it's next week but soon uh, so um keep an eye out on the palatown pvp youtube channel for that in the meantime we love hearing your feedback if you have any questions or suggestions for myself or DeFi, you can direct that to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com you can also send us a voicemail or physical mail to the GoCast P.O. Box. Take a look at the show description for the phone number and the P.O. Box address. In the show description, you can also click on more fish and more DeFi to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us. And don't forget to have a listen to the other two shows on this podcast feed, the main GoCast podcast to get the news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go that you need, and the newest addition to the family, Starpiece, where Chris and Lachlan recently interviewed Ian Waterfall from the Incense podcast. And with that, we'll see you next week. Bye.